Hi and welcome to 20 Minute Marketing. As always, thank you for listening to the show and I hope things are going really well. I'm excited to get started with today's episode, which is number 28 on the show now. And just before we do that, if you enjoy listening to the show, then please check out our Instagram page. It is at 20 Minute Marketing. We'll be posting new episodes on there as well as snippets, quotes and other content from various episodes as we, we launch more. Our guest today is Adam Mendler who is the CEO of the Velos Group. So yeah, let's get started. Hi, Adam. How are you today? I'm great. I'm great because I'm here with you. Can't be better. And could you spend a few minutes telling us about yourself and the Velos Group? Absolutely. Liam, firstly, thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here with you and with your audience. Excited to talk about marketing and anything else that you want to talk about over the course of the next 20 minutes. I know time is going to fly. I'm the CEO of the Velos Group. We build different businesses in different industries. We started three different companies, an office furniture business called Beverly Hills Chairs. We're leading sellers in the US of refurbished brand name chairs. So we sell Herman Miller Aeron chairs, Herman Miller Mira chairs, Steelcase Leap chairs that normally will retail for around $1,000, $1,200 a chair at 50% off or more. We have another company called Custom Tobacco. If you go to customtobacco.com, you can create your own fully customized private label cigars. A third business of ours is called Velo Solutions. We have a team of really high-level software developers and technology consultants. We work with early stage to middle market businesses on complex software problems. And we do a lot of R&D as well around custom software development. And I do a lot of writing and speaking around leadership, entrepreneurship, management, marketing, sales. I have a podcast myself, Liam, so I always love talking to fellow podcasters. My podcast is called 30-Minute Mentors. I go one-on-one with the most successful people on how they got to the top and on how listeners can get to the top as well in 30 minutes. So I'm very respectful of this platform because what I try to do is spend 30 minutes with the CEO or founder of a household name company with a general or admiral with a major celebrity or athlete and talk to them about their journey to the top but more importantly really call insights for listeners on how they can get to the top as well give them practical actionable advice that can help them excel personally and professionally Thanks for the introduction. I'm glad you you mentioned the podcast as well as as your businesses because I did have a listen last week and you've got some really cool guests on the show. So if anyone wants to check them out, then you know where to find them now. And one thing that you didn't mention, which I find really interesting, is that you have a big back catalogue of featured articles on your website. So that's from times when you've been featured in publications such as Forbes, HuffPost, Inc, Thrive Global, etc., and there's a wide range of publishers on there. 
And included in that list is a series of articles where you talk about what business leaders can learn from major sports stars. So some of the UK listeners might not be aware of these people, but the examples include what leaders can learn from Steph Curry, what leaders can learn from Steve Kerr, from Lonzo Ball, from Mike Trout, and other various big US sports stars. And I found it really interesting that you sort of took those players and what they've achieved and then created interesting content for business leaders. You know, I really, Liam, thank you for bringing that up. What I really try to do is I try to bring examples, real world examples that anyone, whether they're reading my content, whether it's articles I've written in Forbes or Inc or Huffington Post, or whether they're listening to talks I give, I give talks to universities, to businesses, to nonprofit organizations, or in my podcasts, whether it's me or more importantly, my guests. I'm a very big believer in trying to make content as interesting and as consumable as possible. And a way to do that is by using pop culture examples. So talking about sports, talking about athletes, talking about things that people are going to find interesting and relatable. So when you use examples that people can connect with really, really naturally, they're going to be more likely to intuitively understand the points that you're trying to illustrate. And then on top of it, I love sports. I'm a huge baseball fan. I know that baseball is not all that popular in the UK, although we're getting there. Uh, I love basketball. I love football, American football. Sorry, guys. I love sports and I know so many other people do. So it's just fun for me as well. It's nice that you touched on the importance of creating engaging content there for a minute because we could have easily spent 20 minutes talking about the skill behind writing successful content and articles uh, just based on that giant list that, that I mentioned earlier that's on your site. Instead, we're going to be talking about something different which hasn't been covered on the show yet. We're going to be talking about how businesses can transform customers into brand ambassadors. So stay tuned and we'll get started in just one moment. <laughs> So as I mentioned in the introduction, we're going to be talking about some of the things that businesses can do in order to turn customers into brand ambassadors. So first of all, Adam, why do you think it's important for senior management and business owners and execs to consider the customer journey in every phase of the business? Liam, that's a really important question. And the most important thing in business is customers. If you don't have customers, you don't have a business. And as much as I know this show is focused on marketing. This is the, in my view, core question that anyone and everyone in business needs to understand and appreciate. If you don't fully recognize the importance of customers to your business, you're not going to be in business for very long. You're not going to have a very successful business. With no customers, you have no business. So that's really the heart of it. Yeah, of course, that makes a lot of sense. So what is the benefit of turning customers into brand ambassadors in the long run then? Well, William, you're a marketing guy. You understand as well as anyone just how hard it is to acquire customers. It's expensive. Now, if you have customers who are acquiring customers for you and you don't have to pay them to do it, what's better than that? So it's extremely important for anyone in business to do whatever they can to try to transform their customers into brand ambassadors. And I know we've kind of, you know, talked about 
this at a high level, but to get a little bit more granular, what does this mean? You have to live and breathe customer centricity. Anything and everything you do in your business has to be with the mindset of, is this in the best interest of my customer? Now, that starts with understanding who your customer is, doing a very deep and thorough analysis of any and every aspect of your beachhead customer. Get to know that beachhead customer thoroughly. And once you know your customer, and once you're of the mind that your customer comes first in every asset and every facet of your organization, and you train every member of your team to have that same ethos, and you truly build an organization that values customer centricity, that holds customer centricity as a core component of what your company is all about, you're going to be living and breathing it. Your team is going to be living and breathing it. You're going to be on the path toward having your customers serving as marketing agents for you. You're not going to be having to spend as much money on paid advertising. You're not going to be having to spend as much money on the other sources of marketing that you would otherwise have to. You're going to have your customers acting as agents for you. The answer that you gave comes at a great time because I just completed a book review for a friend of mine. The book, which I'm sure some listeners will have read, is called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. And it talks about how the customer is the hero in the story and that your business is the sidekick that sort of helps them along the way in order to achieve what they really want to do. And your answer just there has similarities with that model because you talked about focusing on the customer and the long-term benefit. No question, Liam. And there's something extremely rewarding and fulfilling as an entrepreneur, as a marketer, when you hear other people talking about how much they love your product, how much they love whatever it is that you're selling. That just feels great. And I've had this experience with our office chairs. I've had this experience with our cigars, but I've also had this experience with my company when I've had people who've worked for me or interned for me. And next thing you know, they're referring friends to come and intern for our company. So in each and every component of your business, you really need to think of every stakeholder as a potential customer. And to me, customer centricity is a state of mind. And it's a state of mind that as a leader needs to be as central a fabric of who you are as anything else in your being as an entrepreneur. Yeah, that's a great point. It's funny how small the world really is. And sometimes who you speak to on the street, at a social event, or maybe someone who you even employ might have a contact that could end up becoming your biggest client in the future. Who knows? The world is a very small place. You never know who people know. I believe that very strongly. And it's really hard to win people over it's really easy to piss people off. So avoid pissing people off, <laughs> you know, do the hard work. Look, at the end of the day, it's your job as a business owner. It's your job as a marketer. It's your job as anyone in this space to do things the right way, to treat your customers properly, to act with integrity, to act with honesty, to market in a way that you would want to be marketed to. You wouldn't want to be misled. You wouldn't want to be led down a path 
and then at the end of that path felt like you were getting sold a bill of goods. So you want to think of your customers, you want to think of your clients in the same way that you would want to be marketed to. Now, that has its limits because you're not necessarily the exact customer that you're marketing to, but that's a good starting point. It's a good place to at least do some sort of gut check and go from there. I'm going to ask a few questions now that are quite specific and focus on the customer journey. I know that all businesses are different in size and resources, so it might be easiest to say, well, it it sort of depends, but I'll fire away anyway and see what happens. What are some quick fixes and short-term tasks that businesses can work on in order to improve customer relations and work on gaining ambassadors in the long run? Really good question. There are a couple of things you can do. First and foremost is start from within. Make sure that every single person on your team is living and breathing customer centricity because you're only as strong as your weakest link. And if you have a member of your team who, especially if they're customer facing, isn't the kind of person who truly buys in to all the things that we've been talking about, it's going to completely shatter what you're trying to achieve. So to me, that's a really important starting point. And then from there, you want to execute on all of the key, I was going to say blocking and tackling, but that's a US term. And I know that your audience is largely based in the UK, but you want to execute on all of the key elements to an effective customer relationship strategy. And I know this is a 20 minute show, so we can't really dive into it, but it sounds like your listeners are probably pretty savvy. And then I know I sort of mentioned time, resources, and budget right there, which are all important. What role do these factors play when you are trying to adapt to your customer strategy? Doesn't matter how big you are. Doesn't matter how small you are. I actually think it's more advantageous when you're smaller because when you're bigger, it's harder to have quality control when it comes to your employees. It's harder to have quality control when it comes to your people. When you're a smaller company, you can more easily control who is on your team and you can more easily ensure that every member of your team lives and breathes customer service. So being a small organization is not an excuse for not having a customer-centric mentality. On the contrary, when you're a small business, you should be laser-focused on everything we're talking about. You should be laser-focused on trying to turn your customers into brand ambassadors. Now, when you're a bigger company, you do have advantages that smaller companies don't have in that you have additional resources that you can throw at this. So you have dollars that you can throw at this that small bootstrap businesses can't. You have additional people you could throw at this that smaller businesses can't. You can dedicate relationship managers and that's all helpful. But at the end of the day, it's important to focus on what you do have and use that to the best of your advantage. Of course. I agree that smaller companies should be able to react and adapt much quicker. Specifically looking at the marketing department, do you have any tips or recommendations that would help, such as maybe content, competitions, or perhaps a referral scheme? Yes. Again, I know this is a 20-minute show, so I will hit on a couple of them. A few things that people in the marketing department can do, a couple of quick tactical pieces, and you sort of alluded to them. Number one is you can incentivize customers to make referrals. You can give customers cash for referring other people to your business. 
Um, you could give customers points for referring people to your business. You could do those kinds of things. But my message, and hopefully I've articulated it as clearly as possible, is that is less important than ensuring that your customers truly love your products. In my experience as an entrepreneur, all of those kinds of programs that we've put out there, and we've done them, you know, refer a friend and we'll give you X dollars off of your next order. Refer a friend and we'll give you X. Companies will give out gift cards. You know, there are lots of different things that you can do in this area. But I actually think that all of those kinds of tactics are far less valuable and far less impactful than the far bigger strategy and the far bigger ethos of ensuring that your customers really love what you're offering. Because if they love what you're offering, they're going to organically share it. You could try to incentivize your customers to share your content on social media and you, oh, if you share this, we'll give you X. But in reality, if they really love it, they're gonna share it without you asking. And that's really where you wanna get them to be. So I personally try to focus much more on that than on the tactical side of it. Now, there are tact again, there are tactics that you can try and certainly larger organizations should try them. We're a smaller entrepreneurial company. We do try them from time to time and we've had some success with them, but the success is paled in comparison to the success we've enjoyed from fundamentally happy customers who don't need to be incentivized beyond wanting to help out their friends and neighbors by telling them about a brand that they truly love. I think a key takeaway from from your answer there is collecting feedback. It's definitely worth spending some time to engage with your existing customers, find out what they like and what they don't like, and then you can make positive changes from there. Absolutely. Feedback is critical. Feedback is elemental in understanding your customer. Feedback is elemental in this entire process. So I personally think that before you can even get on this journey of turning customers into brand ambassadors, you need to do extensive customer discovery. We kind of glossed over it a little bit when I said, understand your beachhead customer, but that in and of itself could be an entire episode. Who is your beachhead customer? How do you find your beachhead customer? What is that process? And that requires an enormous amount of surveying that requires an enormous amount of listening and feedback is elemental in this entire process. So we're going to close out the main section right here. Thanks for your insights, Adam. I'm sure it will give everyone something to think about and it's very customer focused, which is hugely important. At the very least, I would recommend probably taking a few minutes to really think about your customers and whether or not you are making their customer journey as simple as possible and as straightforward as you possibly can. If you stay tuned with us for a few more minutes, we'll be finishing the episode with a couple of light-hearted questions that look at career and any advice that Adam can share. I always start this section with the same question, and we've had some really amazing answers on previous episodes. 
Um, and I'm really excited to hear your um, answer to it as well, Adam. So do you have any fun or interesting stories that you can share with us? And feel free to include an example on customer service or brand ambassadors or anything that you want, really, that you think our listeners might enjoy. Liam, I actually love that question. And I've written quite a bit about that because when we first started Beverly Hills Chairs, we were in the early days as entrepreneurs. And needless to say, there were lots of things that we were doing back then that were not exactly as professional as how we run the business today. I think anyone who's an entrepreneur can tell you that in their early years, they're kind of figuring things out on the fly. And I remember one of the first orders that we sold, it was a Herman Miller Aeron chair and we sold it to a customer in Kentucky. And he ordered the chair and he got the wrong chair. It was the wrong size and the wrong product. And he just destroyed us on Yelp completely ripped us on Yelp. Rightfully so, because our, again, we were completely disorganized back then and really figuring things out. And he took us to task. So it was on me to try to rectify the situation. So I called him up. I reached out to him. I emailed him. I set up a phone call with him. It turned out he was the chancellor of a university. And I called him up. And the first thing I said to him was, I really apologize for what happened to you. Everything you said in your post was 100% right. And you probably could have been even harsher than you were because we were completely at fault. It was 100% our mistake. I'm so sorry. Here's the situation. We're a new company. We're starting out. We're kind of getting our acts together. And here's how I'm going to make it up to you. Here's how I'm going to make it right to you. I really apologize and I just kind of laid out some steps that we would do to rectify the situation. He wound up becoming a brand ambassador. He immediately changed his one-star review and turned it into a five-star review. And in his review, talked about how great a guy I was. And really the lesson there, Liam, is own your mistakes. Don't pretend that your mistakes didn't happen. We all make mistakes. In customer service, we make mistakes. In entrepreneurship, we make mistakes. In marketing, we make mistakes. Mistakes are inevitable. And the important thing that anyone listening can hopefully take away from that anecdote and from this big lesson that I've learned in my life and in my career and business is when it comes to mistakes, yes, we want to try to focus on making fewer of them. But what's more important than that is having the mindset that when you do make a mistake, what really matters is learning from it, staying positive through the experience, and pushing forward. Because if you can do that and you can own your mistakes and not pretend like they didn't happen, people will understand. We're all human. And that to me, is something that can really help anyone and everyone trying to better connect with their customers. So yeah, that's an, another really great story and it shows how you can fix a problem with openness and honesty and it, it sort of resonates what you said throughout the episode. Liam, if there's one big takeaway from that story and if there's one big takeaway that anyone interested in 
customer service and marketing, anyone interested in this topic can take away when you make a mistake, not if you make a mistake, but when you make a mistake, own it. So yeah, I think that was a really good point to close out the episode. Just before we finish, how can listeners find you if they want some more information on your work, perhaps some more information on turning customers into brand ambassadors? Thanks, Liam. I appreciate that. I've written about this topic in different outlets. I wrote an article on this in Forbes, but I really encourage anyone interested in connecting with me or seeing any of my content to just punch in my name. I try to make it easy. You can go to my website, adammendler.com. You can follow me on social media at Adam Mendler on Instagram. That's at Adam Mendler on Twitter. My podcast, which we talked a little bit about, 30 Minute Mentors. You can go to 30minutementors.com. That's all spelled out. So just type out 30 Minute Mentors. You could also listen to 30 Minute Mentors on your favorite podcasting app, whatever app you're listening to this podcast on, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and look forward to connecting. And I'm definitely going to check out some of those podcast episodes. I know you have some really interesting guests on there. So yeah, thanks for your time, as well as being an awesome guest, Adam. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Liam. This was a pleasure. Really enjoyed it. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the episode. And of course, we'll have some more exciting conversations coming out shortly.